Hello beautiful people. Today we are going to talk about relationship dynamics. And uh well somebody is here who is going to help me with that. And I like him a whole lot. And you might like him too. I don't know. Anyway, this is my daddy. He is Fallon and I love him. Hi daddy. Hello. So yeah, we're going to talk about the stuff with the things and the relationships and what not. Cue the music. I actually like will edit this with music. That's fine. I made my own music. I think it's excellent. <laughs> um so yeah, uh how we met was the internet because it's the future. But I'm very interested in in hearing your retelling of how we met. Uh, I will preface this with I have not been uh, uh, prepared with any of the questions, so <laughs> there's that aspect. It's candid. That's fine. That's how we met. Uh, I like posted something online. You commented something back. I commented back. At some point, I invited you to go out or get a drink or come over or something like that, which eventually led to you <laughs> coming over uh, and having a drink and us hang out. Yeah, that happened. That happened. Uh, yeah. So he posted something kinky. I posted a bratty comment because I was ridiculous and it started a conversation and we started talking a lot. And I had no desire of, like, getting involved in a relationship whatsoever, so I'm just like, fuck it, I'm gonna throw all my crazy out there and be super fucking honest, because what's the worst that can happen? Uh, and it actually turned out to uh, work really well, because apparently when you communicate everything, uh, there's, there's a lot less conflict. Or the conflicts that arise are a lot easier to manage. So yeah, it's been, it's been three years we started hanging out. I thought it's been one week. So she looked, looked at, at me. me. Knocked your head just... Okay, just... Um, so... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. We are going to talk about... So, like, some people asked about, like, could you explain the various roles in the BDSM community? And, like, I'm not a kink educator, so I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to tell you, like, exactly what everything is. And also, like, kink is super customizable, which means what your role is kind of comes down to you. So I can tell you about, like, my roles, and Fallon can tell you about, like, his roles, and... Crescent roles. Those are my roles. Okay, but we're, we're talking about within the context of BDSM. Crescent roles can be a part of BDSM. That is a kink I am not aware of, and I'd like to hear more. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, my role, I, I have several. I'm a, I'm a mishmash. I'm a hodgepodge because kink is customizable, and you, you can be whatever the heck you are, and that's fine. Um, so, I'm primarily a service submissive, which means... Uh, well, like, my love language that I like to act out the most is uh, acts of service. And so I express my gratitude and affection and place within the 
power dynamic as well as our just like romantic relationship through doing stuff for him like the dishes and the floors and the laundry and the ironing and some other things as well she loves the ironing actually i do it's very soothing uh i just uh did not enjoy doing it when i was very freshly postpartum and trying to complete my degree at the same time and also dealing with a very young baby because that was a lot of work anyway so yeah primarily service submissive um I'm also, as previously talked about on the last episode, uh, an age regressor on account of the childhood trauma. And so my middle side brings out the brat in me as well. Um, most especially during like my PMDD week where my hormones are all like, wah, and then I like, I turn into a brat and well, that that's where the communication importance comes in. Cause I got to communicate that to him. So, so we can adjust our expectations. <laughs> accordingly. Um, I am slightly a masochist. I'm not like, oh yeah, a pain slot. I don't know why I became German for that, but that's not like my super jam. It's just like occasionally it is a impact play specifically is a very grounding experience for me and it helps like kind of reset my nervous system and bring me back into the moment and I don't know, it's almost, yeah, it's, it's helpful. It's a helpful thing. So, moderately masochistic is what I call myself. Uh, so yeah, I mean, primarily submissive roles, but like when it comes to other uh, submissive types that I meet, I, I can get switchy with them, especially in a particularly caregiver sort of way. Um, I personally don't like the like the name mommy dom for myself. It doesn't fit right. Um, but it's, it's definitely like the caregiver, babysitter, uh, mama bear sort of genre. But, um, yeah, that's the spectrum of me. And, you know, there's also some like primal shit in there that comes along with the brat and the PNDD time. And we've also got a little bit of like, uh, 1950s traditional housefrau dynamic going on and that's that's me that's my stuff uh so uh daddy how, how would you what are your roles tell us about your roles not the crescent roles your bdsm roles but i was gonna go into the flaky rolls next they're buttery and crispy you're making me hungry <laughs> there's one roll left out there that's a biscuit not a crescent roll whatever you know what i mean okay anyway yes what are your roles uh, my roles are, well, obviously referred to me as daddy. Um, and then I am mostly a partially, uh, dominant sadist, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, guide. Because I'll tell you how to live your life, but I'm also not going to, like, hold your hand on how to put your socks on. <laughs> but I'll tell you why it's a good reason you should put socks on. You don't you don't like to micromanage, but you do like to make the ultimate decisions. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I like having the outline and the uh, and the ultimate decisions, uh, but I'm not going to tell you which French fry to eat first. Why I gave you that example, I don't know. <laughs> it popped in my head. That's what your brain said we were going with. Yep. Uh, this is very helpful to me because I, with all of my you know fun weird brain stuff, uh, sometimes making decisions. Like, I get decision paralysis, and I freeze up, and I d- d- lose. Yeah, I just I just can't do it. Uh, I shut down, or I get overwhelmed, and it's, it's very nice to be able to have someone who can step in and be just, like, handle shit. Like, somebody that I can trust to take the steering wheel so I can take off my big girl, my, my big girl pants. And not have to, uh, not have to shoulder all of the burdens of choices and shit all the time. So it's it's very helpful to me. Uh, and something I thought of when you uh, you mentioned the uh, egg, 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 age regression and the nineteen uh, fifties <laughs> thing, because uh, that's my joke. Since nineteen fifties in my house, I'm like yeah, it's nineteen fifties. See, you want some lemonade? Just give the sweetie a smack in the bottom. You get you a glass of lemonade. See. Uh, but, uh, I also, uh, uh, when you said age, age regression, my brain was like, oh, then I must be an age progressor because <laughs> I'm over here like, give me a cigar in my rocking chair and my lemonade on the front porch and get off my lawn, you damn hooligans. Well, one thing that's very funny to me about that is the fact that, um, like my whole life I've only been like, oh, I date older guys, I date older guys, I date older guys. Um, I just, I, I, I could not hang with dudes in my age group and I definitely could not hang with dudes younger than me because it just was not, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't connect to or relate with them. And then this motherfucker over here, who is daddy, who is in charge, who is the boss of me and I like it, it's fucking two years younger than me. <laughs> yes. I'm chronologically younger. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's he's got his uh, adult adult human man shit together, I would say, much better than many of the dudes in our age group. I have co-workers that are 10 to 15 years older than me that are impressed with how I run my life. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, like, okay, so what do you get out of the sadism aspect? Like, I talked about how the masochism for me is, like, it's grounding, it, like, brings me in, it kind of... What do you get out of being a sadist? Well... You can only beat bread so much when you're making it, and it doesn't make any fun noises back. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of does that little bit of the, like the queef sound. Yeah, it's only after like it's had like the second rise, and there's some air in there. Uh, no, it's it's a it's a good um, it's a good outlet for like aggressive tendencies in a mutual. Desired manner, like in a in a safe, controlled. I'm not gonna go out and do something stupid. It's very much under control situation. Yeah, it, it's it's like if you've ever like broken a glass bottle on accident, and like 
yeah, you gotta clean it up, but at the same time, you're like, that was kind of cool. And if you ever go break a glass bottle on purpose, it's still pretty cool. But then, really you're still making, but, but then you're still making, but then you're still making a mess, and you're still creating a problem. Whereas, like, if you can't just walk up and choke a random person, that's called assault. <laughs> but if that is frowned upon. But if they're like, cease my breathing, patriarchal figure, and you're like, all right. <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, like you know, you. you I get it. On purpose, it is kind of exciting, but like, pew, yeah, shatter boom. Okay, that makes sense. It's destructive, but it's controlled. Yeah, nice. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. So, like, about the whole like 1950s head of household thing, uh, fucking couple of points of clarification. Uh, I do not believe that it is a woman's job to be in the home and that by merit of the chromosomes and or gender identity that was thrust upon them that they must serve their husband like I don't I don't think that that's what needs to be or the way things should be like this is what works for me like this is finding compatibility in mutual strengths like for example uh, when I get really nervous, I compulsively scratch, and this motherfucker over here is, like... I like having my back scratch. He's a slut for some back scratches. Not like bleeding scratch, but like very comfy scratches. Like, oh, give me little scratches. Yeah. Little, little scratches. Uh, and my head. And his head, yes. So, like, it, it, it fits. It's like we balance each other out. My my weaknesses are his strengths, and his strengths are my weaknesses, and we fucking support each other's needs in a balanced way. And, you know. But I don't, I don't think that... Like, I, I know the whole, like, 1950s male head of house patriarch kink is, like... Like, what the fuck? That's so shitty. But, like, it's kind of shitty in the same way that everything else taboo is shitty. It does something to our primal brain. And it also just so happens that, like, this is the lifestyle that I'm happy in. So. Yeah, like, and it, like the reason why it's my joke and it's my thing is, like, yo, if you're, if you're in my house, it's gonna be my rules. You're probably gonna get your ass smacked. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not opposed to telling you what you're eating for dinner. And that's very helpful because I definitely get decision paralysis about what I'm supposed to be eating all the time. So I do that. I do that at work to my coworkers. Like they'll straight up be like, "Oh, I don't know what to eat," and I just will pick for them. <laughs> I've picked, I've picked for random people in stores and in restaurants. Like where we straight up walked by this older oh, couple. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen were, him do it. Who were just like, <laughs> neither one of them would make a decision about what they were gonna eat. And I walked by and I was all, "You're getting that one." He and the dude's all, "Cool, we're getting that." <laughs> it's just a helpful thing to have. But again, also like like you said, you, you shouldn't have to micromanage every damn detail. Like he. We, we would not be compatible if he had to make every damn decision for me and remind me to do the absolute basic bare minimum every single day because like he does expect a certain level of 
having your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I got a life to live. I can't be over here, like, explaining to you, like, how to get earwax out of your ear. That's fair. That's fair. But, you know, if I am having a rough time with something, oh, fuck, man. <sighs> when I realized I was screwed, when I realized I'm like, yep, yeah, well, this is daddy. Uh, when we were very first hanging out um, and I would come over for the weekends and, like, one of the first very, very small panic attacks that I had in his presence and in the interest of trying to, you know, be honest and open and not melodramatic but kind of matter-of-fact about my psychological issues, like, hey, just a heads up, uh, I'm having a tiny little bit of a panic attack right now and I'm having a very difficult time breathing, so just a heads up there. And this dude, like, lays down and he puts my head on his chest and he says to listen to his heartbeat and then to match it and and breathe and match his breathing and yeah um control breathing is a is an excellent excellent uh grounding exercise to get you back out of the the panicky headspace and he did it with snuggles and my head on his chest and i'm like oh shit yeah you're daddy and I have, like, a resting heart rate of, like, <laughs> between, like, 66 and 75 uh, beats per minute, so it's a pretty uh, reasonable tempo. One thing you need to know about Fallon here is that he is so humble. Oh. He is so humble. He is the most humble person you will ever meet. That might be an understatement. He can talk to you for an hour about how humble he is. I mean, maybe. If I want to talk to you for an hour. I was genuinely concerned when we first started hanging out that I was just perpetuating toxic relationship patterns by getting involved with another, like, fucking toxic, abusive narcissist because he is so confident and sure of himself. I'm like, this, it's a trap! I'm doing this shit again! But, like, I talked to, I talked with my therapist a lot about it and, you know, like, it, it really helped me, like, sort out what is a healthy amount of self-love. And the fact is, I didn't fucking know because I was so used to just, like, self-loathing being my natural resting state that I didn't... I, I couldn't comprehend anybody practicing any form of self-love. Like, that concept was so foreign to me. Yeah. And, and like, really, most of the stuff that I will be very braggadocious about, I, I, I can back up and actually, like, produce results of... He worked hard for like, he, he earned the bragging rights because he busted ass to get there. I think we should totally do another segment uh, after this uh, about your whole self-improvement situation. How you how you turned into this because you didn't you always used to be like this. Mm. There's a lot of details in that. Right, that's why I said another segment so we have more time. Right. I was just... <laughs> share all the details with all the people. Well, you don't have to share all the details with all the people, but I can a, give them an outline, I guess. <laughs> on a different subject, another thing I wanted to ask you about here, um, there's a lot of talk, and I will talk a lot about uh, predatory doms yeah. uh, getting involved with somebody who role plays as a dominant type, but they don't know 
they haven't done any research, they don't have any references in the community, they really don't know what they're doing and end up accidentally causing a whole bunch of psychological and or physical harm to people. This is the story of a dumb, but he's really just a big baker, cause he found out that it's easy to prey on broken minded girls, and he's a piece of shit. Well, it's it's not gender specific. I, like, yeah, I, I know. know. But it worked for my song, okay? Ah, uh, okay. All right. It's my off-the-cuff song. To be clear, you know, speaking within the context of our own dynamic, we are cisgendered people, so we're going to do the he and her on that. But, like, it, it goes across the board with the dominant personality types and submissive personality types, regardless of gender. I had somebody on, some chick on FET... Uh, who's, like, practically a child. I mean, she's barely an adult, and she pops into my DMs and starts trying to dom me. And I'm like, no. Honey, go home. Like, go home. This is... Tell her what time My Little Pony was on. (laughs) So, yeah, it, it goes... Gender is irrelevant here, but, you know, statistically... Most of the douchebags I've met have been dudes. But there are some crazy bitches out there. Which brings me to the question I was going to ask you. Uh, You know, we'll we'll talk a lot about predatory doms, but what about faker, shitty submissives? Like, I know you've had some experiences on account of the fact that you used to be a hoe. Uh, So do you have any... Professional (laughs) gardener. Always coming with the dad jokes. Just saying. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what are do you have any stories to tell about shitty submissives or warning signs or anything like that from your experience and your perspective? Uh, I don't know if I have warning signs. Cautionary Just, tales, because like, like in my experiences usually you kind of find out they're shitty like after you already find out they're being shitty um give me an example of shittiness what's some shitty behavior from a shitty submissive um well like I have I have the one that I already know that you know that you're thinking about I'm just trying to think if there's a different example that I can use cause that cause so I, I will tell you all the, the story here in a second, but I'm just trying to think of a better example because that's not really an example of a shitty submissive, it's just a shitty person. Well, <clears throat> that's fair. But it was um, within the context of the yeah. community. Well, anyways, the short version, dating this, this gal, and I had some uh, Vicodin from a thing I had going on minor topical blah 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 but it was by some nerves so they gave me some Vicodin for the pain which I greatly appreciated after a couple days because yeah it was definitely good uh, but I didn't use them all because it only hurt for like a couple days and I just held on to them because you, you never know uh, I, I work out you know you, you know, severely injure a muscle or cause something or get hurt doing something and you need something to help you out before you get to the hospital and get seen um, and I don't even remember how or why she knew that I had them, but she did. Uh, and she just like, while she was over, like I went out to go 
get us something to drink or whatever in the kitchen. And bitch just uh, stole them all and then lied to my face about it. And then when I eventually found the evidence that she stole them, then just continued to lie to my face about it. Uh, so compulsive lying. I yeah. would say that's a red flag. Yeah. And, and like taking advantage of just stealing the crap. Because like if she had just been like, hey, can I have a Vicodin? I want to have a Vicodin take a shot and get high. I would have been like, okay. Don't steal them from the person. Like, that's horseshit. <laughs> that's... That's called, get the fuck out of my life. <sighs> yeah. That's shitty. So communication's important. Well, I think another red flag that's in there is the lack of impulse control. Because, like, humans have impulses. That's part of being a person. But you have to learn to be in the process of working on regulating that before you can get into anything as serious as a dom-sub dynamic because, like, fucking safety's involved. Like, not just physical safety, but psychological safety. Those scars can last a lot fucking longer. So, when you're dealing with somebody who wants to, like, jump right in and steal your pills and, and shit like that, like, I that that's a big warning sign that they aren't mature and ready yet for something as serious as a dom-sub dynamic. And here, here's another example. And But realistically, if you like break everything down to its base level, everything will come back to communication in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Um, but like, one for the sub-people. Um, if you're not into something or not okay with something it's okay to tell the person don't just let them keep doing it oh refusing to use the safe word well not not like a safe word but like um another another example uh uh because i had roommates and stuff we didn't always like want to go in the house when like everybody's up so we'd go out to like the car and parking lot and be dark out and like no one's around no one it could be one in the morning no one's around. Everyone is dead asleep. But they had a problem with, like, being out in public and never said anything about it. But why are you letting me make you uncomfortable and put you in that situation then if you never told me that you have a problem with it? Like, tell me. We don't have to do that. You gotta communicate your boundaries up front. And if you don't realize that boundary until you're in the moment, you have to communicate that boundary in the moment. Because... Otherwise, after the fact, you're, you're running into a situation where you feel like shit about the situation. And, like, was that consenting? Was that assault? Like, it's dangerous. So you, you, have to, you have to be able to be brave enough to be vulnerable with someone. And that requires a lot of getting to know them and not just uh, jumping into, let's play and you can boss me around. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and close out this segment before the timer runs up and uh, thank you daddy for talking to the void Uh, you're welcome you're welcome void (laughs) alright thanks guys Fallon is back. That's why I said we. 
Yay. 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 So uh, we're going to talk about uh, self-improvement. Because you guys have heard a little bit of my story on that, but um, this dude over here has definitely been an inspiration to help me stick to that and not just backslide uh, to where I was before. So, tell us your story. Uh, you, you did not always used to be such a confident, dare I say, egocentric man. How, how, how did this happen? Well... There was an abandoned amusement park and a Zoltan machine. Wait, sorry, that was the story to Big, not to me. <laughs> I'm face palming for the record. <laughs> uh, Line forms to the left, ladies. By the way, for any of you under like 30 that don't know, Big was a movie with uh, Tom Hanks from like 30 years ago or something, or like in the 90s. I don't remember. Anyways, <laughs> listen, you got Google, you listen to this, go look it up. It's not bad. Um, so, like, to give you an idea, because you obviously don't know me and can't see me, uh, I'm a white male. Throw bricks now, please. Uh, with a, a lack of hair since, like, yeah, 21, give or take. Uh, who's also go with beefy very caveman chic yeah like i uh i used to be very very overweight um according to doctors and the uh, bmi chart i am still quote unquote obese and like i'm not i'm not skinny by any means but i've been working out for there's some like, ten, like 10 years now uh, consistently, not like when people are like, oh, "I'm gonna start working out," and they go in January for a month for like five days, and that's it. No, like consistently, like four to six days a week, depending on schedules and stuff, for like ten years now. Uh, so yeah, it is uh, considerably uh, much more muscle. Like I weigh, I weigh like 25 pounds less now than I did at my fattest, and I probably have lost, like, I don't know, like, 15 inches out of my belt or something. Like, I lost, like, 9 inches, like, last year uh, from some more uh, work I did on myself, like, so, so, actually, now I think about it, probably more than 15 then. It was a lot. It was a considerable amount. He just moved it all to his arms and shoulders and chest. And legs. <laughs> and legs, but... I mean, I mean, hell, you want to talk... Uh, I don't have washboard abs, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, damn, you want to break a rock over my leg, you can do that. <laughs> um, so, like, I grew up... Uh, and, like, I was pretty strong growing up and everything. Um, doing construction, building houses and stuff like that. like a chunky kid uh and i i never i never knew that i was strong or like a big person uh i I just i always had for some reason had this like 
self-view that I wasn't. I, I, I guess because I never... Like, as aggressive as a person as I am, like, I kept it mostly, like, to myself uh, and on the inside. So, like, I never really did a lot of conflict when I was younger. So I had no concept of that. Um, until... Th there was various physical things that happened in high school and stuff. Um, but I told her previously, one of the ones that uh, uh, really kind of, like, gave me a, an inkling into being like, oh, like, for some reason, there's a reason that people are actually afraid of me if I stand up for myself. Because uh, this dude I knew, who, who, who's just a giant douchebag, he was mocking me while we were running, like, our mile in the track in high school or something like that. Uh, because I wasn't as fast as him, or because I was fat. Well, no shit, I'm not as fast as you. I'm five foot nine, and I, in high school I was like 200, 220. And this dude was like six foot seven, and half of it was legs. Like, I'm never gonna be as fast as you, dude. Like, one of your steps is like 12 feet wide. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, I got pissed off, uh, and I was tired of his shit, so. Like, when he started running away from me on the track, like, yeah, I didn't catch up to him right then and there, but I went hauling ass after him and caught up to him when he was finished. Uh, and he was all leaned over, looking away from me, talking to somebody, leaning against this uh, cinder block wall. And his chin was hanging right out there underneath his arms, or in between his arms. So I ran up and threw an uppercut right basically against his face. Uh... And I don't remember exactly what I told him, but basically something to the effect of uh, that if he wanted to fuck with me again, I'd basically take his head off his shoulders. Uh, and he was extremely terrified. And as I stated, I really didn't know why, and I started to kind of realize uh, through some other things that happened, like, oh, I'm friends with people that are like 120 pounds in high school, not 220 pounds in high school. And, huh, well, there might be a reason why the football coach has been trying to recruit me for the last couple years to come play football, even though I'm not interested in playing football. <laughs> um, so that was one of the things. And, and I had kind of, like, I, I, I had learned some boxing from my dad, um, and I had dabbled a little bit in some weightlifting with him, but not, like, a whole lot, just kind of learned some of the basics and stuff. And then I won't get like uh, real into the details of some of the things, but like, you know, high school had like, you know, relationship that turned into a serious relationship, and that turned into a giant snowball of just bullshit at the end. Uh, and it was one of those situations where like, like either got to choose to just do something with yourself and be in control of your emotions and your life or just fall apart and turn into a mess uh, and I didn't like that option that seemed like a terrible idea uh, so I literally just forced myself to gain control of my emotions and everything else and to try to improve myself uh, so I didn't have to ever feel those shitty feelings again. Um, 
so that that started kind of like the like the mental side of the confidence and self-improvement stuff of like realizing I wasn't a tiny pipsqueak and you still feel emotions you just don't no I'm not, I didn't say I didn't say not feel them but be in control not not let them regulate my yeah their decisions and everything else that I was gonna, everything I was going to decide in life and how I was going to feel about myself yeah because um, like there's there's certain things that emotions are good for and there's also a lot of things where it it's much better to make logical decisions <clears throat> um, and I'm a much more logic based person uh, and I was not good at like I are, I'm I'm not good at communicating emotions now I was really not good then because I used the uh, standard uh punch a drain pipe method uh i use the standard boy technique of bottle it up inside and punch things um you know super mature yeah it worked great for the calcium development on my knuckles though super healthy masculinity right there yeah i mean the bone density in my hands are i I was i was being sarcastic oh well i'm being real (laughs) the bone density in my hands is fantastic from that let me tell you i'm not gonna encourage anyone to do it uh, unless you specifically know what you're doing to try to train and increase the density of your uh, knuckles and bones and stuff. Don't, just stop. Just stop. Listen, listen. I'm going to get sued. You're not going to get sued. People are going to be like, oh, I, I self intro because listen. I learned it on the Sub Speaks podcast. Listen, I said I am not encouraging anyone to do it. However, <laughs> because Google exists, if you were to look it up, there there is a specific type of training to do such things. I didn't know it at the time. I did it I do not endorse incorrectly. this. Yeah, we're not endorsing it. I'm just telling you <laughs> it does exist. Okay. Oh, I love you. Listen, I don't endorse drunk driving. People still do it. I'm letting them know to be aware that it's a thing. That is all. <laughs> Anyways, I love you too. Wherever I was talking there. Um Oh, and then uh, uh, when I when I eventually moved out of my parents' house after I was eighteen and all that, um, and depending on where you're at in your life or whoever's listening to this, Mister or Mrs. Void, um, what what's the what's the non-binary non-binary version of Void? Uh, I don't know. I tend to avoid that. That was a pun, not a bigoted joke. Correct. Okay, just checking. <laughs> because we were referring to speaking out into the void. So, uh, void. But, um, yeah. In case, you're, in case you're still not up on the take there, there's the word avoid, and then there's uh, as in. This is how literal he is. He's now, he's now listen. dissecting the dad joke pun. Listen, my specialty is taking dad jokes and bad jokes and I don't just like beat them into the ground I get the shovel out and I start digging a hole all the way to China to bury those jokes as far down as I can those jokes are seeing dinosaur bones that we don't even know exist point being um if you're unaware of this most people they move out of their parents house unless they already know how to cook and are really diligent about it I don't know crap about cooking very 
everything, so you end up eating a bunch of Taco Bell and Burger King and frozen food, which is all terrible for you. Yeah. In case you don't know. Like, not not so much with the actual nutritional content that you, your body needs and your organ needs to function. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. We enjoy Ta- our treats. Taco Bell's delicious. We enjoy our treats in this house. <laughs> but it's fucking god-awful for you. It, it All that stuff is terrible if, for you. If you're trying to sustain yourself on it, it won't work because it doesn't have the nutrients your body needs to survive. Yeah, like, it's, it's, a, it's a delicious treat to have every once in a while, but if you're living off of it, your health is going to go to shit. Yeah, there's, there's a reason why you're uh, unhappy with how you look, because trust me, that's what happened to me. Um, so anyways, after like a few years of eating pizza rolls and drinking two liters of Mountain Dew for breakfast oh. and stuff, Oh, yeah. Oh, nerdy gamer boy. Whatever. Um, my One of my buddies that I worked with, uh, they'd been bugging me for like a good year or two of like, oh, come on, man, I need to go to the gym with us. Like, it'd be huge. I was, like, I was always like, nah, like, I, I don't really need to because I had always been strong from doing construction stuff and building. Um, and I didn't realize like how out of shape I had gotten. Uh, and they finally convinced me to go with them one time. And they're like, oh, like, oh, like, oh, like, you know, what do you, what do you weigh? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, you know, 210, 220 in high school. I'm probably like 230. And they're like, nah, nah, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think you should probably hop on the scale. And I was like over 270. I was like, what the fuck happened in my life? Because... <laughs> I was never, I was never skinny. I was never the guy who was going to have abs. Uh, but I had no idea that I had gotten so fat. And, and I realized I'm not breaking a record there with how much I put on. But none of it was, like, muscle. It was all just straight Mountain Dew and Tater Tots. Like, <laughs> uh, Job of the hut mode. Yeah, so I, I straight up, I literally, like, people say, like, Oh, I, I joined the gym the next day and changed my life. No, I literally did. Like, I literally looked at myself in the mirror, like, with my shirt off and went, I, I need to fucking change this or I'm going to be one of those people riding those scooters around Walmart and in the hospital at 30. Um, so I straight up, like, the next day went to the gym, joined. And, and like, like I said earlier, I had already had a little bit of basics of working out uh, with my dad. Um, not, like, a lot, but, like, I knew some, I knew the basic stuff. So I kind of, I kind of knew the gist of what you were supposed to do. And then I had my, my co-worker that went to the gym also, uh, but our schedules were off, so we could only go maybe one or two days a week together. Um, and I just started working out and really got into uh, working out. Um, I had I had grown up learning about cooking, so like I knew how to cook. I just didn't do it because it was much more time-consuming to cook. Um, than to go to McDonald's and or to order pizza online. Oh man, when online came around, oh, daddy, you want to talk about pizza delivered to your door? Well, the most you got to do is throw a shirt on if it's not too hot and you just go hand the guy at 25 bucks and he gets yourself dinner. Yeah. Um, so I started cooking, learning about nutrition, learning about vitamins, learning about working out. This also coincided, I didn't drink until I turned 21, so this also coincided with uh, me drinking um, a lot. Uh, 
not like in a destructive way in a I was a very large guy I had a large alcohol tolerance and I partied with my friends all the time because I could and I don't live at home so no one's gonna tell me what to do and then I can't have a hangover before I go to work uh, so then I also learned kind of about uh, limiting my drinking to maybe I shouldn't party six days a week and get absolutely smashed on a rum every night probably there's a lot of calories and garbage in that that's not doing me any good maybe we should limit it to like the weekend <laughs> um, so I drastically well, I shouldn't say drastically I, I I tried doing like a drastic diet which which did work and help um, initially but really most of it was uh, changing everything long term which people don't understand uh, the reason there's yo-yo diets and people lose weight, gain weight, and everything else is they try to make these big, drastic changes and they, you know, they don't understand. They're not sustainable. It, it's not sustainable. It needs to be a change to your life over a long-term period. It's like restructuring your habits, yeah. not just uh, picking up a new hobby. Yeah. Like, if you, like, if you, we'll, we'll go with the example. If you weigh, if you're a 150-pound person, and you've eaten so much that you're 250 pounds and you want to get back to 150. Okay, cool. If you try to crash diet and do like, on the do like on the biggest loser and stuff like that, you can do that. The amount of dedication you have to have and willpower is astra fucking nominal and it's not sustainable and you're probably gonna fail. You're much better off in figuring out how many calories you need to be eating for, you know, like if you're 250, how many calories should you be eating to be 220? 30 pounds is a lot of weight to lose. And you might not even lose that in the course of a year. It might take you 18 months if you're slowly doing it. But making slow little changes is going to be so much easier to sustain in the long run. And even, even if, like, you're one of those people that all you eat is Taco Bell pizza, it, it could be as simple as, okay, if you normally eat six slices of pizza, eat five. And yeah, you're, a month later, you're not going to really notice much of a difference. But you, moving in the right direction. you have to start conditioning your stomach and your body and everything else that, oh, I don't need to eat 12,000 calories a day. Yeah, if you're used to binge eating and then you go a long stretch of time without eating, it straight up feels like you're starving because your your stomach is just like, oh, where is the mass quantity that I was promised? Yeah, I am waiting. Yeah, gorge me. Yeah, and, and the the farther off of farther down that spectrum away from a, a normal healthy weight and size, the harder it's going to be and the longer it's going to take. If if you if you're 20 pounds off, that's you can you can fix that in the course of a year. If you're 100 pounds off, you're probably talking a good few years of you work on your life. Um, anyways, I can ramble all day about that stuff. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I started actually practicing like the cooking that I knew and getting better at cooking and learning how to cook more things and over time learning more about what portion sizes actually look like and how many calories were in things and fats and proteins and carbohydrates and sugars and realizing how much sugar 
was in everything. Um, and also, uh, uh, an important thing to, to note and realize, uh, er, not everything's going to be the same for everyone. Everybody's body's different. Yeah. And like, if, you, if you're alive long enough, you pay attention to stuff, you will notice over your life. Um, I remember as I was a child, the news, being on the news, oh, eggs are bad for you. If you eat uh, more than one egg a week, you're going to have high cholesterol and diabetes and you're going to die. And then, like, 20 years later, they were like, oh, eggs eat are good eggs for you. You can time. eat eggs all you want. And now there's, like, another thing. that's out. Oh, we're just kidding about the eggs. Oh, the eggs are bad for you. We, listen, we don't really know. We think we know. We have certain things that lead us to believe different things. But here's the, here's the thing. The persons from the first study 40 years ago aren't the same people being studied yeah. now. Yeah. You it's a have completely different, different environment. people everybody's body's gonna be different some people like they have the whole thing of like oh salt causes high blood pressure no no it does not that is a you are saying a blatant absolute rule which is not true if if i were to just put my size of i'm like floating between 245 and 250 and i'm 5'9 and i'm 32 on paper without ever meeting me seeing me know anything about me you'd be like that guy's gotta be unhealthy I regularly have a resting heart rate of like 66 beats to 70 per minute when I go in for the medical uh, to go get a checkup. I straight drank an energy drink before I went in there. So I'm like, hey, my blood pressure might be like a little high. I had some caffeine. And I, I forget what normal is. Normal is like 125 over 80 or something like that. 120 over 80. Uh, it, that's what mine was. Mine was 125. Like, after having, like, 200 grams or milligrams of caffeine and everything else, like, they were looking at me like, uh, you had caffeine? Like, oh, yeah, you know. Um, I salt all my food. I put salt in everything. I have way more salt than the average person. I am certain of it. It depends on the person's body. Some people's bodies can't handle a whole lot. You have a genetic predisposition to how you're your system specifically processes nutrients and like it kind of has to do with like the regional ancestry of like where your people grew up and what sort of nutrition and foods were available in that region and like the conditioning that happened through evolution of that like i have the the motherfucker gene mutation um the mthfr gene mutation which fucks with my ability to process folate. So my body is gonna process folate completely differently than other people. And all sorts of other things are jacked up alongside that, like my iron, my vitamin D levels, uh, my progesterone, my cortisol, my, uh, what's the other one? I don't remember. But the, the fact of the matter is, everybody's genetic predisposition and structure and the way they process nutrition is different. Like, a study can only give you, like, a general ballpark, and that even only works if the sampling is representative of the populace, and that's just not possible. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where if, if your health is any concern to you, you have to do research and study and take steps necessary to A, learn about it, and B, learn about how it's going to work and affect you. Because whatever 
your interactions are going to be might not be the same as someone else's. Like, I'm sure everyone knows the guy or the gal who can eat all the bread and ice cream and whatever that they want, all the carbs and sugar, and they never gain a pound. But then you eat two baked potatoes and, like, the next day you swear you gained five pounds. Your body might not be able to process carbs as quickly as well. Your activity level, your genetics, like, what you've conditioned your body to do. Like, my other thing is uh, with PCOS is the insulin resistance. My, the way my body metabolizes sugar is all jacked up. So if I try to go by a standard, you got to focus on calories in, calories out, diet, um, it wouldn't fucking work. It wouldn't fucking work because my body processes those calories different. Um, and that's why so many people with PCOS do struggle with weight loss because they're, they're, they're trying to... They're focusing on losing weight based on a standard that was designed for people whose nutrition systems function differently from them. So, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the healing, like Fallon was saying, is learning about your own specific body type, how you process nutrition, and learning how to do it for that type and not just going off of whatever the fad diet of the week is. Yeah. And like, uh, I recently, one of my bosses at work, uh, and, and I have multiple, not getting into why I have multiple, but uh, he he used to work out a bunch, and uh, and he's not out of shape, but he's out of shape to where he used to be, and he's been doing that thing of like, oh yeah, I'll start eventually, I'm busy with this, busy with that, I'll start eventually, and I, I sent him some motivational stuff for me and just told him, I'm like, hey dude, I'm like, just start with this many push-ups and this many sit-ups. Um, and I was like, I was like, you could do it in 15 minutes because it's it's not about that you need to be like the biggest, strongest person or whatever. But like, if you're just trying to work on your health, just do more than you did yesterday. Yeah, doing a little bit of of exercise that's manageable for you, but still challenging for your body, and even going out for a walk and walking for a mile is going to do so much more for your whole body than sitting on the couch doing nothing. Yeah. Jumping into like a super intense crash diet or like fucking boot camp fitness routine is just not going to work. Yeah. You got to make small incremental changes and you know, celebrate the fact that you're making progress, not expecting everything to just turn around and discouraged yeah and that's the thing you, you gotta realize that working on yourself is a lifelong thing it's not there's no finish line yeah it, it's the, the people you see in magazines that you know like oh that guy or that girl looks so hot or looks so fit they're airbrushed <laughs> yeah for, yeah first off they're airbrushed secondly they probably are, are pretty close to that shape but they've been living that way for five years ten years fifteen years twenty years that's what they that's how their everyday life is that's how they've been living and you you can still enjoy things you can still enjoy liquor and ice cream and pizza just not every day like you have to eat things in this this word we don't like moderation (laughs) in a world of somewhat moderation yeah yeah that's fair. So, yeah, 
I guess the moral of the story is uh, you can get your shit together, but you can't expect it to change overnight. And there's going to be hiccups along the way. And eventually you're going to be able to see that you're stronger than you thought you were. And turn into a little bit of an egotistical maniac. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm joking about that. I call it uh, handsomely confident. Handsomely confident. You heard it here. Uh, uh, I think there's about a minute left. Is there anything else you would like to say to our lovely audience? Yeah, if you want to hear more from me or have questions, uh, direct them to Subspeaks. Uh, I may or may not answer uh, your question the way you want it answered. That's very true. And you'll get way more detail than you ever hoped. That is also true. Also, uh, Fallon here is a Twitch streamer, so drop your handle for that. Oh yeah, uh, so you can watch me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash xfallon. That is X-P-H-A-L-O-N. Uh, also on the YouTubes, uh, youtube.com slash xfallon. And in the future, I will be starting a workout cooking one. I just haven't actually started doing stuff yet uh, to put up, but that'll be xfallon's growth. Thanks, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, send in your questions, uh, topics you'd like to hear us talk about, and uh, drink your fucking water. Yes. That was the least dummy you've ever been. <sighs> drink your water. Yes, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs>